This is the Wu Wei Wisdom Podcast, our weekly no-nonsense life lessons aimed to inspire you to master your emotional and spiritual health, achieve balance, harmony, and flow, and rediscover the authentic and awesome you. We're your hosts, David James Lees and Alexandra Lees. This week, we are talking all about how to stop negative thinking. You'll learn how to spot the most typical types of negative and unhealthy self-talk, understand the reasons why you may be doing this, and learn some practical tips to help you banish negative thinking from your life once and for all. Okay, David, so negative thinking, what exactly do we mean by this? It's that internal chatter that we um, self-criticise, self-sabotage. We always look at the worst-case scenario and we fall into the trap of what we call CCJ. We criticise, we compare, and we're extremely judgmental about ourselves and about other people. And what that does, Alex, in our model... That gets you trapped into what we call the carousel of despair. And to really understand this and to stop it, you have to understand that part of your mind that we call the inner child. So the inner child teaching and this teaching are one of the same, really, because it's that part of your mind that's creating that negative, harmful self-talk. Okay, David, so is this typically when we say things to ourselves like, I'm not good enough, I'm not lovable, I'm not going to be able to cope, I'm rubbish at this, everything's going wrong? Well, you just highlighted what I call the three lies. And over my years of working with clients, these three lies are very commonly said to yourselves and to other people. I'm not good enough. I can't cope. I'm unlovable, or I'm unworthy, or as you say, I'm rubbish, all of that type of thing. And this is why the negative self-talk is so interconnected with the inner child work. Because those three lies, lying under that is what I call the vow, V-O-W. And the vow is a very deep-seated belief that you developed in your childhood around the age of six and nine years old, when you said there's something missing or there's something wrong with me. And that core vow that you'd sold yourself, then kind of layers of an onion relates to I'm not good enough for three lies, relates to nothing ever works out for me, uh, falls into the trap of cherry picking you miss all the good things that happen to you and look at all the bad things that happen to you as a self-fulfilling prophecy. And then this just rolls along and rolls along. And David, would you say that everybody has this vow in place and that therefore everybody has mm, suffers from negative self-talk? Because I think it, it, it seems mm. like talking negatively to ourselves is a universal thing that so many people suffer from. Well, so many people, I don't know whether everyone has got it. I would say 
the vast majority of my clients who I work with, we have to get down to this vow and understand this vow. But what a lot of people will do is to have it and they don't realize they have it. Mm. And so it's working away in the background and then they start to justify it. They start to say things like, well, being negative motivates me. Isn't it better to think of the worst case scenario? Isn't it better to be prepared? Isn't this better? And I can tell you, for uh, working with a client, we can have a, a lot of sessions trying to understand that it's not better mm. to think of the worst case scenario because by the law of attraction, you're more likely to attract the worst case scenario towards you. And and even before you start talking about the law of attraction stuff, David, and, and the energy in vibration you're kind of giving out to the world and other people it's incredibly tiring and draining and uh depleting thinking negatively all the time because it's like we whip ourselves up into lots and lots of emotional red light feelings well this is why the inner child is involved alex because this is the inner child doing what it believes is good work. I always say to a client, and if you recognize what we're talking about, ask yourself this, what is the benefit of thinking negatively? What is the benefit of always going to the worst case scenario? What is the benefit of criticizing myself, comparing myself negatively, being judgmental. And many of my clients will look and say, well, there's no benefit. But there must be a benefit, else you wouldn't do it. And can I offer you what I think the benefit nearly always is? The secret. The secret is that part of your mind that I'm calling the inner child believes that it can be emotionally protected. It can be safe. And it believes that if it looks at all the worst case scenarios, or if it was perfect, or if it was top of the tree, if it was better than everyone else, if it did everything wonderfully well first time, better than anybody else, then there would be no negative feedback from other people. And this is the misunderstanding that many of my clients fall into. And then over the years, this way of thinking becomes familiar and normal. And so therefore, even though it's extremely destructive, it becomes comfortable. Isn't that bizarre? This way of thinking becomes comfortable. And if you're not sure or you're doubting what I'm saying, simply listen to your own self-talk just for half an hour. And just looking at things in life, your career, your family, your partner, how you look, what you're eating, and see, perhaps have a piece of A4 paper and say, which one is positive and which one is negative? And you'll be absolutely amazed. The negative side will fill up far quicker than the positive side. And this, to me, is like an emotional or an energetic anchor mm. that pulling you down you're drowning in your own negativity i think david what you've just said is like really profound because i think most people 
would openly admit that all I want is to be happy. All I want is to be content. All I want is to experience inner peace, you know. But what they don't acknowledge is that if our inner child, if that inner child part of your psyche is running your life, that is subconsciously telling you the only way you're going to get happiness, contentment, inner peace is if you are emotionally safe and protected. It's like it puts this really huge boulder of an energetic block in your thinking, which then diverts your self-talk. It it creates red light emotions. It diverts your actions uh, and choices away from authenticity to ones being driven by fear, fear of uh, emotional hurt, fear of emotional pain, fear of those red light emotions that the inner child is trying so desperately to avoid. And we've done so many videos and teachings on this. I don't want to get too drawn into the inner child work because we have many stuff, many stuff in our archives. But you can see how that part of your mind that I call the inner child is involved here because it believes in something like being future-proofed. It believes that there's something called certainty. It wants to know what's going to happen before it happens, so it's equipped. And you can see, when you get aligned with this way of thinking, it is like being trapped on a carousel of despair, I call it. You just go round and round and round, and you can never reach certainty. As much as you want to devote your life to being certain of the future, we cannot. As much as you want to devote your time and your effort of being future-proofed, you cannot. And you said something very important. You said, innately, we all want to be happy. But we don't take our responsibility for creating happiness. We instead create fear. And so... You see, it takes the same amount of energy to create happiness as create fear. But we do it without this conscious awareness. And this is what these teachings are about. Even if you're listening to me and you're experiencing a bit of kind of resistance to what I'm saying, just think about what your thought patterns are like. Think about, say, for instance your career. Think about your making money. What are your thought patterns like? Are they positive? Do you believe that you can use challenges and difficulties as stepping stones to improve? Do you believe that you can meet any challenge? Do you believe you can cope? Now, I would say you are a coping machine. You cope with everything. You're wonderful at coping. Now, when I say those statements, what does that part of the mind do? And that's the test. Yeah. But David, I I get the point that for many of us, our default has become erring on the side of negativity. You know, so we're not in the neutral zone in terms of our thinking. We're on the negative side of the pendulum. 
but then if we were told oh well you know why don't you think positively excessively positively it would be like grinding gears because it's almost like you you'd say well I'm just being foolish I'm just kidding myself it would be ridiculous to be overly positive to assume that everything's going to go right to assume I'm going to excel at this to assume that there's not going to be any problems that isn't I guess the pushback and yet we're very happy to always default to the negative side of the pendulum but where the thought of defaulting to the positive side of the pendulum in terms of our thought patterns and our self-talk would just be like do you think I'm crazy well that's perfectly explained (laughs) Alex because what you've just explained is what I was saying much clearer than I said it you don't think it's crazy to be on the negative side Mm. of the of the pendulum But if somebody offered you the positive side, I like what you said, it grinds the gears. You go, well, that's ridiculous. You can't live your life thinking positively. But I can live my life thinking negatively. And what we're offering is the solution. Why don't you think in the center? Why don't you think in Wu Wei? And this is the teaching. Why don't you deal with everything that comes your way from this neutral, authentic, I would like to put forward to you this spiritual side of you that I call Shen, the inner wisdom, the inner knowledge. Now, you may want to call this your intuition, this gut feeling. How many times in the situation do you react emotionally rather to that inner knowing? And how many times have you gone through something and reflected back and said, I knew that was wrong, or I knew the right way, or I knew what I should be doing. And this, if you think about the pendulum in your mind, I am not talking about being overly optimistic and skipping through life and thinking there's never going to be challenges, because there will be challenges. But I'm certainly not thinking about setting up your life in a a maze of negativity, I'm saying the way through this is the middle way, Wu Wei, is finding your flow, being able to look at challenges, as I said earlier, not as something that are going to knock you out, but as stepping stones, as opportunities for you to learn new skills, for you to learn new techniques. Because there's one thing I know, even if you are this person that are thinking negatively, negatively, you have still coped. Even though you give yourself this handicap of thinking negatively, you still coped. So really, all we're talking about is you coping with ease, with grace, more authentically, definitely more spiritually, definitely more believing in yourself, trusting in yourself, because this is what the negativity does. It eats away like a cancer and you start to doubt yourself. You start to doubt your true, authentic. I I always go back to this and these teachings. You are awesome. You have always been awesome. You have innate value and worth. But if you live your life swinging to the negative, 
it slowly eats away at that value and worth until you start to doubt the very core of you. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to get an idea of the flavour of what patterns of thinking we would be doing in this neutral, wu-wei, wise middle zone. So if we were encountering um, a challenge at work or a challenge in our relationship, it's about not just focusing on worst-case scenario outcomes. It's not just focusing on all the ways that this is going to go wrong or that we're going to fail or that this other person involved is going to be problematic. I guess it's acknowledging some of those things, like I'm not perfect, things may not go the way I want them to go, or the people involved in this dynamic are also not perfect. But then it's also being open to all the possible good outcomes, all the possible positive learning experiences, all the possible lessons we may get, all the ways in which that we can use our skills here, you know, and and not setting, not letting our inner child set the bar so high that unless it turns out, the way I want it to and I perform in the way I want to perform and that everyone else is the way that I want them to be, then it's all going to be a disaster. Well, I think this is the difference with what we're talking about. Rather than looking at every incident, every situation, every person and trying to give the solution to that person, what we're saying is let's trace back to the core, to what it is that you approach life in general. And if you just said, if you're that part of the mind, this is why the inner child is so strongly connected with this teaching and negativity. If that inner child part of your mind is in control, and then you absolutely nailed it, Alex, it wants what it wants when it wants it. And if it doesn't get it, it will throw a temper tantrum, what we call red light feelings, anxiety, fear, scared, anxiousness, whatever you want to call it. That's why I prefer to call it red lights. So rather than learning how to deal, say, with your boss or with your colleague or with the difficult next door neighbor, you have to retrace back to understand that you're approaching every situation, not with the inner child in control and not being overly optimistic, but from this spiritual basis. So the key is, first of all, is to do the work. And we have many, many videos about reparenting the inner child, bringing the inner child into oneness. So you start from every situation, whether it's challenging or whether it's a joyful situation. For instance, we're coming up to the holiday season. Are you in a central place for the holiday season, going on holiday, going with your family? Because many times the inner child can have too high expectations. And so it's about starting from a balanced position in every situation. And that always means to me spirituality. Now, I'm not talking about religion. I'm not talking about anything outside of yourself. I'm talking about your internal 
spirituality, Shen, S-H-E-N, your Shen. That means you have innate worth and value. That is who you are. When you doubt that in any way, even if you listen to me now and there's a bit of resistance, doubt, that is going to affect how you deal with any situation. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like you've got to retrace your steps right back to the core and you've got to get that first core right. Am I a spiritual being? Have I got everything I need? Here's a great teaching. I believe... You have everything you need right now to deal with any situation that comes into your life. You can and you will do it. Do you agree? And that is the core that we should work on because then everything else follows on from that. Okay, and that that makes complete sense. And I'm just thinking, David, in terms of this retracing of steps, if we can pick that apart a little bit. The first sign that we know that we're thinking negatively, that we are experiencing negative self-talk, isn't necessarily always because we think, oh, I'm thinking something really negative here. It's we register that we are experiencing an uncomfortable or painful red light feeling or emotion. Stress, anxiety, depression, hopelessness, anger, frustration, the whole catalogue of unwelcome feelings. Yes. 99.9% of the time, behind those feelings is negative self-talk. Yes. Self-doubt, self-criticism, worst-case scenario thinking. Yes. So you you look at the situation. So you have to go and have your annual review with your boss. And you're consumed with red-light feelings. Any word you want to call it, overwhelmed, scared, frightened, You're going to get, and then you'll start, I'm going to get the sack. He's going to pick Ford. He's going to criticize me. Now you're on the carousel. And again, I'm going to use that word. You become consumed, dragged down like in quicksand, just in the negativity. And that shows you that the inner child is in control because the inner child, part of your mind, really wants the boss to go, oh my God. God, you're so wonderful, wants you to be the best. And it knows that that may not happen. So it creates all the uh, negative emotions and the negative thoughts. So in that moment, David, when we, we recognize the red light emotions and feelings, we then recognize and connect them to some negative self-talk that we're either doing right then in that moment or we might have done five minutes ago, 10 minutes ago, an hour ago, but the red light emotions are still lingering because there was something negative going on in terms of our thinking pattern. That's when I guess it's a good time to say, just stop it to ourselves. Do not allow the negative thinking to spiral out of control. Start to take control and manage it. And the first way to do that is literally just almost to stop it in its tracks. Well, I think... I think I use the term stop it. And I know a lot of you out there listening to me love that term and find that term really useful. And I think equally amount don't like that term. But you have to take control. But what I'm saying is you say stop it like a child. 
And this is why the inner child analogy really works. If you've had children and you've got children and you've brought them up, I'm sure there's a day when the child didn't want to go to school. You have to take control. And this is what you have to do with your inner child, not in an aggressive or an angry or a negative way, but you have to say, stop it, enough. I can't carry on down this road, this quicksand, I'll be drawn down. Now you can retrace and you can see what it is, the scenarios the inner child is setting up, and that's when you can reparent the inner child. So we recognise the negative thinking, we take control of the situation by saying stop it to ourselves or any other words that we need to say to ourselves to put a compassionate but firm pause on the kind of snowballing of negative thinking and then the red light feelings that are going to be created because of that negative thinking. Once we then are able to just stop that downward momentum it's at that point hopefully if we've got the time and space right in that very moment to start examining the the thinking and questioning it but if we haven't got time in that moment because we we have you know we're busy with something at work or busy with something with family then we must go back to it later on and I really want to stop you there, Alex, because this is the number one thing that my clients have got wrong in the past. They only do this work when it's presented to them in the scenario that we're saying. So, yes, you're right. You use the stop it technique. Stop it. Then you find some balance. But you must do this work, I would say, 10 or 15 minutes a day. Now, I would call this a meditation, focusing your mind. So what a lot of my clients will do, they will only do this work in the acute, extreme times. And once they through that time, then they revert back to their old way. And really the inner child work, I believe, should be done 10, 15 minutes a day. Because you have to Talk to that part of your mind and re-educate or re-parent that part of your mind as an ongoing process. Because what we're trying to achieve here is not in your mind to have this separation of the inner child and the adult self playing tug of war. The two extremes of the pendulum, we want them to come together in the center as a oneness. So here... You, I'm sure there are a lot of you are going through difficult, challenging times at the moment. That may be why you've searched and you've come across our videos. Yes, you can do the stop it technique. You can do all the techniques we've been talking about. But please, the most important thing is when you're through this particular incident or situation, don't suddenly stop the work and go back to what you were doing before. You've got to do that step by step every day. And I can tell you from my experience, this is where the clients fall down. They do it, it's successful, it works, and then they revert back to what didn't work. Okay, David, I, I want to drill 
down a little bit more on both of those scenarios. So the scenario where we're dealing with negative thinking in that moment, red light emotions in the moment, almost the scenario where it's kind of easier to do this work because you're more motivated because you want to, frankly, you want to get rid of the red light emotions. Mm -hmm. And then we can talk about the day-to-day general management of how we do this. When we're in the situation where we're in the middle of the negative thinking, we're experiencing red light emotions, we say stop it, we pause, we then ask ourselves what, you know, am I thinking negatively here? Would I talk like this to my child? Is my thinking coming from an authentic place? Am I thinking only of worst case scenario outcomes here? Do I need to widen my beam in terms of possible outcomes or my expectations of myself? Are these the sort of questions we need to be asking ourselves? They are, but you missed the most important question. Am I connected to my shed? Am I connected right now to my innate worth and value? Do I believe in myself? Do I trust myself? Do I believe that anything this situation or person throws my way, I can deal with? Like surfing a wave. It doesn't matter what the wave is. I have the ability, the knowledge, the wherewithal to serve that wave. And that is the connection to your Shen. Have I, do I believe in myself to be able to deal with this situation appropriately? But David, in, when we're in that heightened scenario where we've got our mind is kind of overcrowded with negative thinking, we are experiencing all the red light feelings. In that scenario, when we ask ourselves, am I connected to my Shen? Am I connected to my authentic self? Do I believe in myself? I would say most people would say, no, help, I'm not, I don't believe in myself, I think I'm going to fail, this is going to be awful. So that is a very, that's true, Alex, but this is why this teaching is so powerful, because I will guarantee you, and it's very rare you hear me say this, I will guarantee you in that moment, if you just dropped your shoulders and you took a breath and asked yourself, Am I a spiritual being? Have I got innate knowledge and wisdom? Can I connect to myself? And if you say and look at the situation from that spiritual point of view, that has a tremendously powerful effect of calming you down and rebalancing you. And I would say my word would be anchoring you anchoring you in your shen, anchoring in you in who you really are. You are the creator of your emotions. Don't be whisked along by an emotion that you've created. Go back to source. Go back to who you are. Now, if you haven't done the work, this may only last a few minutes, but at least it will get you out of that immediate problem. And then, as I said, the second part is to do the work. And so, David, I think there will be a lot of people listening who this concept of Shen or their authentic self or their higher self or the spiritual self is like a bit mysterious, a bit abstract, possibly even a bit woo-woo. So I think 
I mean, we've done a huge playlist on Shen, the spiritual self, and we've done lots of guided meditations. So I will put links to those in the show notes so you can really get way more familiar. And also the meditations help you reconnect. It's like, I think it's just taking 10 minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes of time to ask yourself that question and maybe sit in a quiet stillness to reconnect to that wise authentic part of you i'd like to say something on that alex because i agree with you the words we use can make people believe this is a bit woo woo and it's not for them but i would disagree with you i think every human being and including you that's listening to this have experienced your deep innate spirituality some time in your life, it may only have been fleeting, but you've experienced that inner stability, that inner knowing, that inner knowledge. And it's about finding your words. I will use my words like innate value and worth. But there are times in your life when you have absolutely experienced this innate value and worth and then it's whatever word you want to put on it my word is shen this innate knowledge that's carried you through every situation and if you think what well, david doesn't understand because i've had a really hard life i agree with you you've had a challenging difficult life but you have come through it and there's something deeper inside of you that i would call shen and imagine if you could connect to that and use that every day, it grows stronger and it refocuses the way you deal with situations and people, that you're dealing with them more authentically and truthfully. And this is so important for you as a person and then your family and those around you because they will experience this energy that I call chi flowing out of you that it doesn't matter how strong the challenge you will be able to surf that wave and i think david you talk about knowing that knowing when you're connected to that part of yourself for me it's a feeling in the same way that when we are connected to our out of balance in a child when the in a child is very fearful we experience lots of red light feelings for me, when I'm connected to my shed, I experience lots of green light feelings. Yeah. So ease, flow, relaxation, contentment, bliss. And it's not only when times are easy or good or exciting. I'm talking about the times when I might be in a challenging, unfamiliar, slightly daunting situation where my inner child is rattled. But I know when I'm in that Shen zone, in that authentic zone, because despite the fact that the outside world is out of my control, despite the fact that I don't necessarily know what's going on or what the outcomes are going to be, there is this pervasive sense of calmness that I feel within me. And that's when I know that I'm connected to my Shen, my authenticity. I think that's one of the difficulties or the challenges for us in this work because 
the way you've explained it would be slightly different mm -hmm. to the way I've explained it, and I'm sure the people listening to us would explain it in all their ways. And I don't think there's a right or a wrong way, but I think it's about you becoming very familiar with the word and the feelings of living in your shed or whatever you want to call it, your spirituality, your truth, your authenticity. You see, there's so many words, but it's finding that word, word that resonates with you. And when, as you say, the inner child is kicking off because you're facing a difficult situation, that you can connect to that part of you. But again, this is so important. Don't only do this in times of crisis. Yes, this will work in times of crisis, momentarily, just to get you through that situation. The real teaching is 10, 15 minutes a day, every day, Saturdays, Sundays, holidays, you do this, in, this connection to your inner child, to your wu-wei, bringing you back into the center, bringing you back into the authenticity. And so many of my clients say, but I'm busy, David. I haven't got time for this. But you've got time to worry. You've got time to be anxious. You've got time to think about all the negativity. And you haven't got 10, 15 minutes a day just to work on yourself and build this innate trust and this worth within yourself. And that really is the fundamental teaching because the inner child at the beginning of that process will not want you to do it and will resist you from doing it. Mm -hmm. And that's what you've got to work and do that every day. Constant, small steps. I think uh, for those of you listening, if you recognize almost like the difference in the feelings and emotions that come from being connected to your fearful inner child and then being connected to your Shen or your authentic self, do comment in the notes and tell us, you know, how do you recognize the difference between those two kind of zones of experience that are part of our the human experience, yes. I guess. And David, if we move on then to you talk about how important it is to do the maintenance work. So keep on doing this work to manage our thinking patterns, our thought patterns, our self-talk when we're not in the crisis zone, when we're not in the panic mode. How do we how do we hook into that? Because it's kind of easy to hook into this process when the emotions are really heightened or the inner uh, the negative self-talk is kind of going crazy because that gives us something to hook into and then work with. How do we hook into it when we are a little bit more balanced? Well, in the same kind of way, but the intensity isn't there, Alex. So every day, perhaps for 10 minutes, again, I call it a meditation, but you could call it a tea break or a coffee break. You sit down and you review what's been going on the previous 12 hours or 24 hours, and you say, so why didn't I like what she said or he said? And why did I get a resistance when that happened? And you review what's going on because that's almost speaking to the part of your mind that I'm going to call the inner child and finding a better way to deal with something when it was just a little bit of a kind of a, yeah, a, wobble. a wobble. And to say, so why did we wobble on that? What's your thinking on that? And I can tell you, the inner child, well, she shouldn't speak to us like, like that, should she? Now, again, we've done many videos on now you can do the golden thread. Why shouldn't she speak to us like that? 
why shouldn't this have happened? And then you'll see the inner child in all its glory. As I say on all of my videos, the inner child wants what it wants, when it wants it, now. It has to be on its terms. And that's when you do the core, basic reparenting of the inner child and you find that center ground. And just for our new listeners, David referred to the golden thread. That's the golden thread process that David does one-to-one -one with all his clients, which is essentially a self-inquiry process that takes you down from those top-level red-light emotional feelings through to the self-talk and then down to working with the inner child and the misaligned or imbalanced beliefs yes. that the inner child is holding on to that it then believes that it needs to make itself emotionally safe which is kind of what we were talking about that's at right. the start of the teaching and that's why these have been so closely connected mm. you know that the inner child believes that the world should be the way yeah. it wants it to yeah. be. Perfect. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice if everybody and everything worked out the way that I think they should? And that's very childlike, but that's the part of your mind that's kind of locked and we need to release. And I would ask you, please do this work. Please be consistent. Please do that 10, 15 minutes a day. And once you've done it for a couple of weeks, you'll start to see the benefit. And then it will be easier and easier to do it. And then you've started a new routine for us, for yourself. But I believe in you. And I believe you can do this. And I believe that you are the only one that can change your life. And this is your opportunity to make that change and be in control of your life. Be the captain of your ship and guide your ship into calmer waters. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Thank you, David. Well, we've covered a lot of ground there and a lot of our core teachings as well. I really hope you've benefited from this particular teaching. Please do let us know and perhaps share it with someone else who you think it may also help. I will put links in the show notes to our Shen teaching playlist that will help you understand and connect to this authentic wise spiritual part of you that we've touched upon in this particular teaching i'll also put links to some really powerful guided meditations we have which will help you connect and reach that point of inner stillness so you can then begin the self-inquiry work and i'll also put a link to our golden thread process teaching playlist which will help you understand this idea of managing your emotions managing your thought patterns and managing your beliefs as well as working beautifully with your inner child thank you so much for listening to this week's Wu Wei Wisdom Life Lesson you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and please rate and review us to help us grow. If you'd like to work one-to-one -one with David, he supports clients all over the world every week via video call. You can learn more about David's consultations, plus our online events, offers, and gifts on our website, wuwaywisdom.com. You can also meet and share with us in our private Facebook group, on our YouTube channel, and on Instagram. Search for Wu Wei Wisdom and you'll find us. Until next time, stay happy, healthy and in your flow.